Hello and welcome to the fourth installment of the Synapse Misfire podcast. I'm your host, Chris, along with our co-host, Jordan. Hello, everybody. Um, before, I didn't mention it in the last episode at the very beginning, but you can contact us at synapsemisfire at pm.me. Uh, send us an email and it will be read on the show. Yeah. Um, you can also import... Uh, our new RSS feed to whatever podcasting app tickles your fancy. Um, the link for that will be in the description. Yes, whatever tickles your fancy. Whatever and, uh, tickles your pickle. I was I, I wanted to talk to you about this, Chris. Too. This just just popped in my head um, okay. when you said about the reading the emails on the podcast. Do you think we should reply to our email sendees? That way, uh, they know when we will talk about it because these episodes are recorded in advance. Uh, yes. So, like, for for reference, this is episode four. We recorded this on the same day as episode three. So, therefore, if you send in an email and reply to episode three, you will it won't not be get read a until, five. until episode five. So, that'll be the general dynamic, but also, I'd like to reply to some people. If anyone sends anything in, we can send them our own death threats. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. Uh, All right, we've got some good topics today. Yeah, we're a bit more dry on topics. We have a little less than last episode. And but a little less dynamic, but... They're pretty meaty. They're yeah. pretty meaty topics. Um, firstly, I wanted to talk about a um, a laptop that I had ordered for work. Um, I complained... Uh, first episode, second episode, don't remember. I complained about thin and light laptops, new laptops. Not good. Episode two. I had uh, I had the honor of editing. That. Episode two, bad, not good. New laptops, bad. No thanks. Um, that's why I prefer old ThinkPads, right? So, we needed a new laptop to have at work, so that if someone's laptop shits the bed, I can swap that one in, and fix their old one. Now, as I am. Uh, a fanboy, and I wanted to keep it consistent. I ended up getting a Lenovo laptop. I like um, Lenovo laptops; they're good. A Lenovo um, ThinkPad E series, so not the T series, E series. So a little less stout than the T, but I was expecting something decent because the older uh, E series or Edge series are really good. Um, they're a, lit, a bit, old, you know, a little bit more plasticky and cheap feeling than the T series, but. That's what they were. They were a bit cheaper. That was the point, yeah. Um, Unlike that damn Note 20. $1,000 for a plastic phone. Um, so it was like a decent chunk of change, this laptop. It was like a $700 laptop, the Lenovo E15. Um, and it is like probably the chintziest laptop I've ever used. There's so much deck flex... Oh, I no. feel like I could snap it in half in my hand. Like the T four ninety and like the newer T laptops, they're like all metal. Yeah, they're very rigid. Yeah. And like you know, stable. <laughs> the only metal piece on this E fifteen, this seven hundred dollar laptop, is like a metal plate on the top cover. Oh. Nothing else is metal. None of the chassis pieces. Hmm. Like at least like my T four forty P there's no real metal on there. But it's all reinforced plastic. Yeah, and it doesn't feel cheap. It's like stout. Like I can't 
like the only way you're gonna get deck flex or like twist out of this laptop is if you're like punching it <laughs> like you can like i've dropped this laptop several times yeah and nothing yeah that's fine so do you have um is it a glass display on it or is it plastic like the uh the covering over the display i don't even know what you call I it i don't know because i it kind of feels like a plastic because i had a lenovo laptop with a solid glass display plasticky maybe that thing used to scare the shit out of me because i always just thought i'd flex it a little and it would just blow apart i um yeah i don't know this is an aftermarket display though oh okay so it laptop. might come with a different um, um I, material i had the original one but it's the same idea same yeah. as this um but i swapped it in that's why I really like the old ThinkPads. I was able to swap with this T440P. I was able to swap with zero modifications, zero hardware modifications whatsoever. Uh, I was able to take the 10, uh, 1366 by 768 uh, screen out and put a 1080p screen in. Yeah. How does that work with uh, like compatibility? The, the laptop just recognizes it and There's lets you set the There's a couple models that work oh, that okay. are like known good models. Um, and there's like three of them yeah, or like four of them, but they're really easy to find. It's like 50 bucks for the panel. Yeah. So it was just, it was as simple as replacing the display and it was all set. Yeah. This, um, the plastic rim, I don't know if you can hear it, but it's raining really hard. Um, and thundering and lightning. And we're, we're um, going to die. We are going to flood. Yeah. We're in a basement right now. So the house is probably going to collapse in on us. Nice. And, uh, and they're going to have to like bust out the dental records to identify our bodies. <laughs> Um, Great, but yeah, these are also really easy to work on. You just take the little plastic thing ar out around the display, four screws, unplug the cable, plug the new one back in, put the screws back, and you're good. Put the plastic piece. Yeah, yeah. no, that's good. I mean, it's kind of how a computer should be. I feel like modular uh, components are yeah, a good thing for consumers. You would think so. You would think so. Um, my T four twenty actually, I needed a separate add-in board to make it work with ten eighty p. Really. Yeah, you have to like get this weird Chineseium circuit board, <laughs> and you plug one end into your original connector, and you plug the other end into the display, and it works. You know, I just learned about a subreddit r slash Chineseium. Oh yeah, <laughs> I had a good bit of fun on there for like five minutes looking Chineseum. at pieces of shit things breaking. Yeah, I mean the Chinese they make good stuff, um, like cheap stuff, but um, very rarely is it good quality. Yeah, very rarely. So, so uh, speaking of computers, laptops, laptops, you know what they got? GPUs, CPUs, you know who makes those? NVIDIA and Intel and uh, AMD. AMD. Those guys, yeah. We're not talking about Intel. I totally just blanked on that. Not That's talking fine. about Intel at all. We're talking about AMD. You telling me and you Nvidia. don't game with your Intel HD 600? Oh, yeah, I do. I, I game with the um the Intel HD Graphics 4000 on this uh, i7 in this laptop. Yeah, it's way better than that 2080 Ti super looking stupid guy. This fucking stupid ass fucking 4000 4000 CUDA core head ass fucking you know overpriced paper st weight. stupid ass fucking eight hundred dollar goddamn. No, but in all seriousness, yeah, we're talking about NVIDIA and AMD and what's next for them. They're making GPUs. stuff, finally. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while, honestly. I know it's been, like, a year, <laughs> but, you know. Well, it's been, they've kind of, it's kind of been weird. Their last couple launches, like, with the 10 series and the 20 series for NVIDIA, 
because um, they had the 10 series, and then they just waited like 10 months or 12 months, and then they released another 10 series card. They released a 1080 Ti. Yeah. They did the same thing with a 900 series. Mm-hmm. And with the 20 series, what they're doing is like, they did the original run of 20, yeah, 2060. And then they did the supers mm-hmm. after it, like a year. Did, was the TI there from launch as well? The 2080 TI? The TI was there from launch, yes. Okay, so at least, you know, they did that, but. But they got new ones coming soon. Um, the RTX 3000 series. Uh, whole new architecture, baby. Whole new. Ampere. Guy, don't know if you heard of him. You ever heard of amps? That's the guy. That's the guy who invented them. That's like the the thing when you plug it in the wall and it goes. That's, that's that. the thing. Like um, when you take uh, your outlet off the wall and you got those two little wires. What you want to do uh, when you find those, you want to grab uh, one of them with each of your hands. Don't do this. So that the amperes go right through your heart, so you can feel amperes love in your heart um, <laughs> as you seize and die. Please don't do this. Disclaimer. Do not, absolutely do not do that. That is a joke. That was a joke that I just made. If you're not experienced with if electrical, do please not do know not touch anything it. anything about electricity, do not run a complete circuit through your heart. You will die. This isn't a joke. This is me being serious. You will absolutely die. But, I mean, if you want to, you can send it in a synapse. But if you really want to, <laughs> make sure you take an email. Uh, make sure you take a video and email it to us at synapsemisfire at pm.me. Um... <laughs> Okay, I'm back. Yeah, don't kill yourself with electricity. That's my... You'll die. That's what my lawyer said for me to say. <laughs> Fucking stupid ass. Yeah, so the new uh, NVIDIA Ampere uh, architecture is going in what cards, Chris? You can uh, fill us in. Uh, so, it appears that there's actually already an Ampere card that is announced um, and in use. The Ampere, uh, the NVIDIA A100 server... GPU, mm-hmm. so that's so, things yeah. like um, like deep learning and yeah, like AI and things like the same idea as the Nvidia Teslas. Mm-hmm. It's the direct replacement of that because, or I think the direct replacement of that because they discontinued the Nvidia Teslas because they kept getting confused with the cars. The cars. That may, well, I'm not gonna lie. As soon as you said Nvidia Tesla, I was like, is this guy having a stroke? Did he have electricity straight through the heart? No, and then Nvidia, I realized what you were talking about. The Nvidia Tesla GPU series. They ran it from like 2008 to like 2019. Yeah, and then they discontinued it because of the car. Yeah, because when when you say, oh, I have a Tesla, people think your car. You have like a Model Three or something. Yeah. But you maybe you just mean that you have like an eight thousand dollar GPU. Yeah, so uh, the lineup of cards is what exactly? Or at least the, the leaked lineup aside from the... So um, the leaked lineup, it seems like there's going to be um, four cards that are announced. There, There's a, um event planned uh, f- featuring CEO Jensen Huang. I'm going to pretend that that was pronounced right, but it actually sounded pretty good. Jensen Huang. Like At 12 p.m. Eastern Time on September 1st. Okay, all right. Uh, I I'll read directly from an article here. Oh, this uh, this website, by the way, um, that I'm on is uh, thestreet.com. Uh, they have an entire um, entire category dedicated to cannabis news. Apparently, I just saw that on the top bar. So there you go. Go to uh, thestreet.com for your, your local cannabis, cannabis news. news. Cannabis news, cryptocurrency. 
Staying with the times, can't you tell? They got a lot of stuff, man. You know, that's the We future. do not endorse them, by the way, or their reliability. I, I have no idea who they are. I don't are. know who these guys are. All right. If you, hey, the street CEO, hit me up. <laughs> do a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, like, we could be your journalists. Send us some Bitcoin and cryptocurrency news, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, September 1st, 12 p.m. Eastern, that's the reveal event where we'll get definitive information, hopefully. But um, apparently there's going to be four GPUs that are announced. Yeah. And the interesting thing is there's speculation of there being a 3090. which Instead they of, yeah, instead of, like, a TI series. Yeah, which they haven't done a 90 card since, like, the 600 series. Yeah, which I wasn't even into, like, PCs at the time for that, so I... I wasn't either. I had no I just, idea, really. I just knew about it retrospectively. Yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly had no idea. So that would certainly be interesting to see. Yeah, they had the um, they had the Thermi. Um, it was the Fermi architecture, but it overheated a lot. It's <laughs> called the Thermi. Uh, the 400 series, the 490, I believe is a card. The 590, the 690. And then they went from the, uh, the 780 to the 780 Ti. Yeah, they, they threw in the, the Ti. The 80 series Ti. Which, I wonder if the TI has... With a 780 TI, what was the performance like over a 780? Um, I don't even... I'm not even really sure. I know it was like it had a decent performance boost, mm-hmm. but it was also really expensive. Yeah, part of me just wonders if it had something to do with like... Um, because it wasn't as substantial of a performance boost, but if, if you're saying it was a good enough boost, then I would be surprised why they didn't stick with the and whole 90-bit. Well, and then they also launched the Titan in that same range. Yeah. So yeah. I think instead of a 790, they rolled out a Titan instead. Yeah, and honestly, if you think about it, even from like a marketing standpoint, numbers are great, but if you tell someone I have a 790 or I have a Titan... Yeah. It doesn't matter what the numbers are if they're just going to say, ooh, Titan, big yeah, man, exactly. strong man. Like, you say, oh, I have, an, I, have a, I have a GTX 690. And you're like, okay, cool. I have a GTX Titan. That sounds way cooler. Yeah. So that might be the thinking behind that. Like, it's if you have like a fucking, like when you get like a Toyota, like a Camry. And it's like turbocharged. You're like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, your person who's buying it has no idea what it means like to have a turbocharged car. Their ape brain goes, turbo fast. <laughs> turbo. <laughs> Basically. Um, and we, we had discussed this off of uh, off, off set about the, uh, the Ampere cards and a potential Titan card this generation yeah and the naming because you have already you had mentioned the titan and the titan well from... yeah because there was the titan which i think they ended up just calling the titan yeah and then i think they renamed it to the titan black i don't know if they were separate cards i'm not sure and then they had like the titan uh the titan z and then the titan x titan x again yeah, and now they have the RTX Titan. The RTX Titan. So, so is it like an RTX Titan two? Or I still think this is their best bet. Maybe RTX Titan Ampere because it's on the Ampere architecture. Or just you know nix the RTX, just Titan Ampere. Yeah, but I think the problem with nixing the RTX is it for someone who's not super involved 
not that it really matters what they we you know would perceive it as rtx just kind of throws in that like uh that gimmicky yeah selling point of, but you know, then again you know people who aren't that involved in pc gaming shouldn't be buying gonna a titan be a buy a t- aren't, aren't gonna be the buyers for a titan yeah a, a gpu that costs literally like what a used car costs yeah no it's certainly like the rtx titan is like three grand yeah so you don't you don't just see Susie May going to buy that over at Best Buy. Exactly. But I yeah I think Titan Ampere certainly works. But I mean, how often do they build um, numerous generations of GPUs on the same architecture? Like, is it possible to see a forty sixty and through ninety with the Ampere architecture? Uh, no, they usually switch architecture every year. Yeah. Because I was gonna say, then you run into troubles again with the following you know generation of well, cards. Yeah. Cause well. Because um, AMD does that, where they have, like, they kind of just revise the architecture. They did that with the first and second gen Ryzen. Yeah. But, yeah. First was Zen architecture, then Zen Plus, then, then Zen, Zen 2. 2. So now you're, now you we run into this weird thing where your, your second gen or your third gen Ryzen is on Zen 2. But, and your fourth gen Ryzen is going to be on Zen three or Zen two plus. Yeah, whatever they decide to uh, to call it. So, and which then, they'd honestly be smart just calling with Zen four. Just skip over the three. Honestly, yeah, it would make sense. So now you could say, oh, I have a Zen four CPU. So now they know automatically oh. you're talking about a four thousand series CPU. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sometimes you just got to realize as a manufacturer that you screwed up with naming something and to just kind of bite the bullet. But then again, the naming schemes for NVIDIA and, like, uh, Intel don't make much sense either. Yeah. Like, I mean, I thought NVIDIA did pretty good up until they started throwing in, like, Titan. And if you think about it, if I told you what's better, a GTX 1060 or a 1070, I mean, you kind of you yeah. kind of know what you're getting into. Intel, on the other hand, they're also a little weird with it, like you said. Well, because then now you have, like, there's different prefixes. You have, yeah. like... 10,900K... Yeah, like a 10900K or a 10980HK or whatever, yeah. or you know XK or whatever. Or like my my i9 9900K, like. And then they had the 9900HK. Yeah. Which had the five gigahertz base. Uh, yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, I'd say CPUs are the worst for that. Uh, AMD's doing that too. They're doing, um, 3800 or like 3700, 3800, and 3900. But and then they have like XT and stuff. Yeah, right? XT, which essentially you don't really get much performance boost out of it, and I think it's just to take up more shelf space. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I'll be honest with you, um, I don't think I'd ever have to see an X again ever since I finished algebra. I was really hoping I didn't have to. I can hate letters. <laughs> God damn you, letters, you suck. Um, but back to the NVIDIA GPUs, apparently. There's gonna be four announced, so I don't know if they're gonna go whole whole hog. They're gonna do like a a Titan, a 3080 Ti, a 3080, and a 3070. Mm-hmm. Or if they're gonna go 3090, 30 or 90. just Titan. You know, oh, what, yeah. what if they just don't? They do 3060, 70, 80, and Titan. Yeah, maybe they just nix the Ti of everything. I guess what they've been trying to do is just trying to streamline their their you know lineup down. Yeah. Um, what they did was they um, they nixed a lot of things like the TI series for um, like the 50 cards I don't think you can get a 50 series TI no I don't. like a 1650 no, no. TI 
Uh, I believe you might be able to. I know about the 1660 Ti. Yeah. I know they nixed a, lo- a lot of, um, like, extra features that existed that no one really used. Like, SLI, they don't support really anymore. Yeah. I, I remember when I was first getting into <laughs> computers before I really knew, you know, not that I know a lot, but before I knew much, I, I was like, whoa, two GPUs? Better than any computer ever. And then I, you know, figured out the, uh, the issues that actually come with having SLI or a crossfire. Yeah, you get it's, scaling issues, too. Yeah. Um, which I actually wanted to go back for a second to when I said the 1060, 1070, what's better. The 1660 isn't better than the 1080, correct? It's a budget card. Um, I guess it's like almost on par with it. Is it? Because I, I was going to say that really screws up the naming scheme because on first thought, you would think 1660 Ti would destroy 1080. I think it's the 2060 that's more on par with the 1080 than the 1660. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the the 1600 uh, series. I just know that they, when they did launch, it was like a big step from what I had at the time, which was the 1060, but it was a down step from like the 2070, 2080. Which is it kind of a shame that they never really pursued that 1600 architecture further. I would have bought a um, like a 1680 or something. Yeah. Like, if they had a 1680 that didn't have ray tracing and, like, but was it, cheaper. And it was, like, 2070 or 80 performance, yeah. If it had, like, 2080 performance, same idea as a 1660. It's got, like, 2060 performance. No ray tracing. With no ray tracing. If they just had that for, like, the 2080 and it was, like, I don't know, $100 cheaper, I would want that. Oh, yeah, no. I personally, as, as it stands currently, I have no interest in ray tracing with I, anything. Yeah, I don't care. As it stands, so I would prefer I would prefer to pay a hundred dollars less or even seventy five dollars less, just to remove that and get the the spec boost, you know. So. Yeah, or if it was the same price and it was just had a little had a little bump in performance. Yeah, honestly, but you without that ray tracing. tracing, so. But I know a lot of people when the RTX series launched, they were a bit disappointed because they were kind of overpriced for the performance gains you got. Yeah, and that's because it was kind of like that first jump into ray tracing. Yeah, so if they had that, if they continued the GTX series as well, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I was I was surprised, honestly, this you know card generation with the RTX cards that we didn't get like a GTX twenty eighty. Like I thought they were genuinely gonna do the the GTX series twenty sixty seventy and eighty and RTX twenty seventy and up or twenty sixty and up. Or yeah, even if they stuck with the sixteen hundred series. Yeah, well, this is before this. Like when the twenty series first came out, that's what I thought was it was going to be was RTX and oh, GTX. They have RTX and GTX. But then yeah, of course, once the, the sixteen hundred series came out, I you know I I kind of hoped they'd pursue that GTX dream of getting rid of ray tracing at least for the sake of price. Yeah, not even just entirely getting rid of ray tracing because it's it's inherently very interesting and it very it looks oh, really at, good. It looks really good when it's implemented well, but the problem is there's what like eight or nine games that use it. I, I will. I'm gonna pull up a list of every game that supports ray tracing. All right, we've actually found a good list of games that support uh, ray tracing. Yeah, explain to me why most lists we found showed games that are like six years out. Said, so, yeah, this game was talked about once by this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, we heard about this game uh, from Watch Dogs Seven. Is gonna we, have ray tracing. We have uh, a good lead. We found uh, one 4chan thread with no replies. That said, uh, Watch Dogs 16 is coming out next week, and it's got ray tracing. So we added that to the list, too. Yeah, But no, we finally found a valid list, so Chris can read that off. 
Uh, it is Battlefield 5, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Control, Deliver Us to the Moon, Mech Warrior 5, Mercenaries, Metro Exodus and the DLCs, Minecraft, Quake 2, RTX, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Stay in the Light, Wolfenstein Youngblood, and that's it. That's 11 games. That's 11 games for your brand new $1,000 2080 Ti. I mean, yes. so, yeah, 2080 $1, Ti. $1,200. $1,200. 1280 Ti. $1,199. And I'm not saying that ray tracing isn't amazing. That's definitely not it what we're saying. It looks good. I'm, I'm not saying they should stop pursuing the technology. I'm just saying that I don't care about it right now. Yeah, in its current state, I'm not one of those people that has the free money to just, you know, the Titan RTS comes out, I can just spend it because i'm a pc enthusiast i want my you know a good bang for buck and i know that nvidia is not necessarily the way to go um you know in some cases with bang for buck but you know um, i i want some bang for my buck it's interesting that you should say such a thing because it seems that amd is coming out with something big like navi. a big navi have you heard of it? Big Navi. Big Navi. Which, funny enough, I wanted to ask you a question. Okay. Mr. Chris. Um, Do you think Big Navi will have ray tracing, seeing as the next-gen consoles have ray tracing in their AMD-based? I would assume so. I um, think so, because they don't I, have anything right now. Had I to guess, um, because what's the last high-end GPU they did? The Radeon, Radeon 7? Radeon 7, yeah. I think that's what it said, the 7 XT or something, 7 something. Just the Radeon 7, I believe. Was it? Yeah. And then beyond that, they've had like the 5700 XT, which is really good for what it costs. Yeah, but it's not their big But I want, yeah. I want a top-of-the-line GPU. I don't yeah. want a bank want, for the buck GPU. You want a 2080 Ti competitor. Yeah, or a Titan RTS competitor. Exactly, Why the hell not? exactly. Um and I remember they had, when they originally announced their Vega GPUs, um, like the Vega 56 and the Vega 64, and they were like, so good. But then they came out and they were kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I was going to say, I almost remember hearing of Vega being like a, kind of a colossal failure. It was really underwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I think with all the CPU money they've been getting, yeah. I mean, there's no reason they can't return to the GPU game, I think. Oh yeah, and we we have uh, we had talked about it about the new architecture, the RDNA two. Um, yep, yep. That that really gives them you know the room to take that CPU money, like you said, and really go big on this big Navi. Well, because it's not that they're just going toe for toe, you know, with Intel. Uh, they're going like leaps and bounds ahead of Intel. Yeah. With CPUs. Oh yeah. And if they can go toe to toe with um, with NVIDIA, there's no reason why they can't go leaps and bounds ahead of NVIDIA. Yeah. With the way they, you know, the amount of blood they squeeze out of their chips, you know? Yeah. They, uh, man, what's been happening on the CPU side is amazing. Cause I feel like it was like flipping a switch. Like, I feel like for the longest time it was like, you have an AMD processor. What do you, what do you play Minecraft at 13 frames per second? And yeah, then all AMD of a was sudden, always the budget. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it just turned out it was like, yeah, um, I have an AMD Ryzen seven that outperforms your i nine ten nine hundred or a ninety nine hundred K. Yeah. Like what? Like I I mean that's for insane. The, for the same price as uh you know a ninety nine hundred K, you can get a thirty nine hundred X. It's got four more cores, eight yeah. more threads. It's amazing. It's it's honestly what they've been doing is the reason that uh 
I'm thinking of uh, my next build being AMD based. I've always been Intel and NVIDIA with my PCs, but yeah, if you jump, if you jump ship, if they uh, if they locked down the GPU marketplace, or at least like you said, made leaps and bounds, hell yeah, I will absolutely get an NVIDIA or sorry, an AMD GPU. Yeah, I'm all in on AMD if they can if they can do what they seem to be doing in the CPU marketplace, but in the GPU, then yeah. But it seems uh, I'm reading through some rumors right now. Um, and it seems that uh, given Big Navi will launch, will be a high-end graphics card, we'd not be shocked to see it sit around the $700 mark. So, so $700-ish. It's pricey. It, that's a pricey GPU. But if that's going against the RTX uh, 2080 Ti, which is $1,200. Well, but it seems that uh, the RTX 3080 is going to be out oh, before... Oh, that's true before big navi so now if big navi mm. knows this they can do a last minute boost in their performance yeah and a last minute drop in their price well yeah that's kind of the that's a similar situation not to bring it to consoles but that we're seeing with um the xbox series x and the ps5 it's like they're both afraid to announce prices because when one person announces or one company announces prices say xbox is like yep sit 60 or sits 50 i mean sony can just say yep sits 100 there you go. And now, by de facto, they're $50 cheaper, so why wouldn't you get a PS5? Yeah, that's a good point. So, it seems like it might be the same thing here, where NVIDIA will come out and they'll say, yep, we have a 3090 or 3080 Ti or a Titan, uh, and it's $1,500. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the, I mean, with how pricey 20 Series was at launch, I mean... A twenty a twenty eighty Ti was like it's still like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, and that's for one directly from Nvidia. If you want a third party one like a EVGA, EVGA or, or something. something, you are looking at like a thirteen or fourteen hundred dollar GPU. Yeah. So now, if you have a competitor that's around seven hundred, and it's just it's up there. Yeah. It. If it's like if it goes toe to toe with a thirty eighty or thirty eighty Ti, I'll absolutely look into it. Especially for like $700 or $600 even. Well, I was going to say, imagine a $600 GPU that even goes against like a 3070 if the 3070 is like 800 900 I mean, you have this $700 GPU that still undercuts their one of their cards that are so expensive. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I definitely think NVIDIA is going to get more bold if they go unchecked. Yeah. Because this happened with Intel's where they went unchecked for so long that everything was so expensive. Oh, yeah. And now AMD came up and said we can do that but better and cheaper yep and now you can see how much they scrambled to get things in order and they're still not right yeah i mean monopoly is always bad for a consumer it's always bad you monopolize anything and the consumer will inevitably lose yeah and i can understand like why they have big expensive gpus oh yeah like i understand why there's a need for a a rtx titan for three grand yeah understandably like i don't need that but when you put that in the consumer space and you're charging three grand for it when you could charge two grand yeah and you would still make a profit you know that's where something or, or a company like amd can come in and actually completely turn the tides yeah like where we that have a... that 20 uh that 3080 ti might have to be nine hundred dollars instead of fifteen hundred yeah now you know. we have we have a new rdna gpu that 
outperforms your $1,200 GPU or your $1,300 GPU for $700. Yeah. Which I think is a I think is going to be AMD's play, um, just simply because, like I said, they've been getting so much CPU money. Yeah, they have they have a lot to back it now. And they can up their production, and they can you know, actually make something of themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think this will be the this will be the biggest comeback since like Rocky. <laughs> yeah, this will be it'll definitely be something, and it's definitely something I'll be looking out for. Absolutely, um, like I said, yeah. But if it was as much of a flop as like the Vega sixty four and the and the the Radeon seven, I, I don't know. That'll be pretty embarrassing. It for would a company. be. Um, but see, like you said, I mean, seeing the the strides they made in the CPU market and how quick, I don't, I don't think it'll flop. I I just don't think it will. I mean, well, I mean, look at. I mean, I'm not saying the Radeon 7 was a bad GPU. It's just that they couldn't meet market demand. And it just was... It was just kind of a flop because everyone already had their 2080. Yeah. 2080 Ti, whatever. So now, you launch them around the same time. People aren't rushing out to get their 2080 day one. Or 3080 day one. They yeah. wait. So now... To see what you pull out. Two, three weeks later... AMD says, oh, we got this new RDNA thing. Well, I'm going to get that, obviously. Yeah, if it, if it performs as well, yeah. That's one of the advantages, certainly, over uh, NVIDIA they have is that it seems like they're releasing after. So that's certainly uh, that's always a good thing on their side. So, well, because they know how to undercut it. They know how to do it. And they can see the response from the consumer. Yeah, or they could see, like, um, for the longest time, uh, Intel had um, directly on the die of the CPU, they had like a thermal paste that would interface with the thermal interface material that would eventually interface with your CPU cooler. And it started overheating. And there was all kinds of heat issues. And even with a lapped CPU and liquid metal, it didn't work right. Yeah. And so AMD can see this. And then, oh, we got to do a solder Tim so we can get it to the heat spreader. Yeah. Yeah, they can, like you said before, make like last-minute performance boosts. They can also do design changes. Yeah. It gives them a nice little insight into, you know, the way the market's going. I think that's. I think that could be big. Yeah. It could be big Navi, that's for sure. It could be huge Navi, even. <laughs> Listen, guys, we were going to announce big Navi, but it turns out we're going to announce colossal Navi. <laughs> gargantuan <laughs> um so we're talking about all these powerful gpus but you need some games to play right you need that then high frame rate high fidelity gameplay yeah that was a pretty smooth segue into some video games we're gonna talk about video games which surprisingly for a tech podcast that revolves around pcs and gaming we don't talk about individual games very often video ironically games. so we're talking about some some video games i don't know if you've ever heard of them um, you get a joystick, a couple buttons, do yeah. some stuff, talk to some stuff, stare at screen for some time. Yeah, exactly. You watch your social life uh, fall around you um, as you slowly lose friends and lose touch with reality. Do not play The Watcher 3. Um, and you don't shower for weeks on end, and eventually you just forget to eat, and you realize, oh, I haven't been breathing for a while, uh, and you slowly fade from existence into an ethereal plane. Where? And that's my experience with The Witcher 3. 
Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was me putting like 200 hours into a Witcher's three save. <sighs> but no, in all seriousness, we have a couple games we want to talk about. First thing first, we'll start off with Deathloop. Deathloop. I just heard about this game today. <laughs> I brought um, it up. But it, I, I've watched the trailer, a couple things, and it looks actually really good. I, I was a big fan of Dishonored. Which this is, if you don't know, made by the same developers, and it also has very similar like art style, gameplay style. Yeah, it's very like steampunkish, like yeah. uh, like Dishonored was. Yeah. I quite like Dishonored. I, I was a good game. Um, I liked how it played. I liked how you could play in a couple different play styles. Yeah. Where you could go all aggressive and start swinging your sword and cut people's heads off or you blow people up with grenades and yeah yeah. or you can like sit back hit someone with a sleep arrow and carry him into an alleyway throw him in a trash can yeah i i'm a huge huge dishonored fan i loved the first game i loved the second one even more um death of the outsider which was like a standalone game um i liked it a lot i actually funny enough i am currently reading a dishonored book one of the uh novels by chris adams i believe his name is imagine reading a book I said, shut up, you big Navi bastard. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, so Deathloop seems to be uh, almost, I don't want to say a spin-off Dishonored because it's not, but it takes a lot of elements from Dishonored. First of all, it's it a first-person action-adventure. It could very well be in the same universe, I think. Yeah, I, I actually wanted to talk about that a little bit, but basically, if you don't know, Deathloop, it's, imagine exactly Dishonored. Death Deathloop. It, it's exactly that. Imagine Dishonored, where you have first-person pl- uh, action-adventure with potentially some stealth, it looked like, in the trailer. And you have powers, just like Dishonored. Very similar powers, but also, there's a huge focus on guns. And I don't know if you picked this up in the trailer that we watched. Um, modular guns. So it showed a scene in the trailer. They have two pistols. They uh, The character put one pistol behind the other and made a submachine gun just by putting them behind each other. <laughs> they, like, morphed together. So it seems like it's going for, like, a very steampunk, very kind of futuristic at the same time with the technology. So Deathloop basically seems to be a lot of elements from Dishonored. You get the first-person action-adventure, uh, quick movement, powers, but there's a heavy focus on guns. Dishonored's a lot about traps and... Um, a sword and then you have you have a gun but that's about it and heavy focus on stealth and powers this game seems a little more all out with guns modular guns um you know full auto machine guns snipers there's a bit more focus on range so i um very interesting yeah like i said i it definitely could be set in the same universe i think yeah i Um, now that you mention it i i feel like i had thought about that because that game was actually revealed at the ps5 reveal so if it was like yeah, if it was, like, the same universe just, like, 50 years later. Yeah, so... I could see that. Yeah, it was it was leaked... Uh, not really. It was shown a while ago, like I said. So, you know, now that you mention it, that does make a lot of sense that maybe it's a futuristic Dishonored, you know? It's yeah. after Dishonored or just an alternate timeline. Or... It's less of, like, this is... It's not like this is a sequel to Dishonored. It's, like... This uh, Dishonored, the events of Dishonored also happened in this universe kind yeah. of thing. It all takes place in the same world. Like, um, it all happened, but, like, that was a long time ago. Yeah. And if you couldn't tell from the name, as uh, Chris also mentioned, it, the game is Deathloop. It's about a Deathloop. So it seems like the main character is one of many assassins that are, you know, on this island doing some things. And their goal is to uh, to hunt him, the main character. 
Um, and I, I use him, the main character, loosely because the trailer kind of alludes to possibly a female main character. Um, or multiple main characters. Or multi- yeah, like another character that's female. Not the same character but as a female, but like another character yeah. that's a female. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the goal is to hunt this character and you are to do your thing and kill everybody and escape the island and figure out who killed you and break the death loop. So it, it has a really intriguing plot. And... I, you played Dishonored 2, correct? I did not, no. No? I own it now. I, I bought it on sale. So, number one, you really should. Number two, there's this sequence. I won't spoil it, really, but where you you have a timepiece that lets you go between different timelines, too. Two different timelines um, at the same time. So, like, for example, you can go back in the past, open a door, walk through the door, and then go back to the present time, and you'll be behind that door when, in present time, maybe it's caved in. Um, and my point with getting to this is, um, Deathloop almost seems like they took that sequence where you're going between timelines and maybe they're going to implement something like that because I'm not sure if you're familiar, but Dishonored 2 got a lot of praise for that level for how ingenious it was and like the, the magic they had to work to get it to work. Like you can peek into the other level in real time and see people walking around like it was a brilliant brilliant level and your actions um, in the past affect the future like it was brilliant it's the same idea as um like in bioshock infinite you move between universes yeah same sort of same sort of idea like in one universe oh they don't have the guns but now they have the guns and they're evil now oh no yeah so it's it's super interesting um because like i said that level was just brilliant like you can go back in the past and kill a key target and it completely changes the rest of the game like not in a major way where it's like the whole story is different but characters around you i'm trying not to spoil anything yeah, yeah. but if they can do something like that in death loop where like i kind of want to see it almost sandboxy where you yourself have to learn from uh from what you do in the previous life not well, like i think mission. that's the idea well, my only fear is that it's going to be mission-driven and preset. So oh. it's going to be like, oh, do this mission. And then at the end of this mission, you get whatever, flanked. And then you redo the mission in a little bit of a different way. And it's like, now I'm not going to get flanked. I'd like to see it be like straight-up sandbox where like, this is your goal. Do it. Things happen on the way. So maybe you get run over. Maybe something falls on you. Maybe a group ambushes you. So now you go an alternate direction. Well, it could just be semi-sandbox like, yeah. like Dishonored. Or like the Hitman games. The yeah, you're plopped into a world and you're like into a map that's decently large. And you and just kind of have thing. to you do this, kill this person, and you have to find them, get all the intel. There's hints along the way. Yeah, um, something like that would be really cool. All kinds of cool things. I think that would be cool, especially um, seeing it be set in the same universe as Dishonored. And even if it's not, it'd be really cool. Yeah, I think no matter what from the gameplay we've seen, even if they don't officially say it's set in the same universe, I'm going to assume it is because it's just so similar in the way it's set up that within minutes, I feel like most people will feel like they're playing Dishonored 3 Future Edition. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, yeah, that's what I, that's what I think. Dishonored, just same universe like 50, 60, 100 years later. Yeah, I'm super intrigued for Deathloop and, uh, to see what comes of it, but the, the main reason for this topic was a little bit of information about it. Um, it's a PS5 exclusive for the console side with a PC release, so it'll release on PC and PS5 from the sounds of it. Yeah, the trailer did say it's uh, PS5 exclusive for a limited time, Yeah, and then it'll go to PC. 
Oh, then it will go to PC? I thought it was then it would go to Xbox, and PC would release with PS5. I believe it said that. So, upon doing research um, and debating, uh, it appears that it's all down to how you interpret it. Yeah, seemingly. Um, The language is vague at the end. It says, the end of the trailer, it says, console exclusive for a limited time, also available on PC. So, So, I don't know if they mean it's going to be exclusive to PS5, then come to PC, or it's going to be exclusive to PS5 and PC, and then come to Xbox. Yeah, so it's a little bit up to interpretation, but regardless, um, unfortunately, it was pushed back to Q2 2021, when it was supposed to be holiday 2020. Q2 2021? Everything's getting delayed now. Everything. Because of... Um, Makes me scared for Cyberpunk. Yeah, like, that's already been delayed 18 times. Yeah. But, um... I mean, there kind of is, like, a... like. Uh, a contagion as i said <laughs> last, uh first episode going around yeah there's a little thing going on that doesn't seem to be affecting much but you know it's yeah happening. like a small small scale thing going on no but in all seriousness yeah a lot of games are getting delayed and at the end of the day i look at it if death loop or dying light 2 or any other game that's delayed is going to be better for it whatever you know yeah it, it sucks because i'd love to you know play death loop but at the end of the day, if it's going to be a better game for it, that's what it's got to be. Yeah, I would. I'd rather see it not rushed because of you know the the virus. Uh, so we brought up Cyberpunk too. That's been delayed like eight times. <laughs> yeah, um, quite a bit. But there's, I mean, there's some somewhat new stuff. They have the uh, the life paths, mm-hmm. which um, seems very awesome. That seems actually incredibly cool. I don't know if it's going to be the same idea as, like, um, The Witcher 2. You could take two separate paths. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the same idea as that. You can take three separate paths. I imagine that'd be way too much because you pick at the beginning of the game. Yeah, between three, uh, Nomad, Street Kid, and Corpo. Yeah, so Corpo, you're like a big corporate guy, big big wig, you know? Yeah. And you start fighting back. Street Kid, you're a street kid. Yeah, you're just kind of running the streets, robbing people, breaking into houses. Nomad, you just happen to blow through uh, Night City. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically that seems to be. Granted, with CD Projekt Red, I'm sure there's a lot to it. Um, or there is a lot to it. It's not as simple as like, oh, okay, I'm going to have you know slight differences. It seems like there's, there's a um, lot to it. There's definitely some potential uh, where you had that um, I see in like Bethesda games, like in Fallout. Um, you can kind of create your own sort of character and your own lore for your character. I like the idea personally of playing as like the Corpo and just being like a kind of like um, kind of like American Psycho sort of where you're like a big corporate big wig, but you're also like insane and you like kill people. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm interested to see how it'll affect the story. Um. Because it seems like inevitably you end up in kind of the same position, um, but I just wonder how uh, how different it'll be. Like how maybe characters will treat you different. Maybe the game will be harder one way than the other. I'm not sure. But if anyone can pull something like this off, CD Projekt Red. Oh, absolutely. They've proven it. There's <laughs> there's no question about it. Um, I just think they have such a high bar set with The Witcher Three that I just. I feel like, and it's been delayed a couple times now, um, and I just feel like that there's, they're kind of gunning up for disappointment almost. Yeah, I was I was talking to some friends about that. Um, 
and we had we had mentioned that that it, it seems like there's just so much here that it's kind of gonna it, its potential might end up being like No Man's Sky. Where it was well, the thing with No Man's Sky, it was a small indie develop. It was yeah. a well, I guess CD Projekt Red is relatively small. Well, yes, but not after The Witcher Three, I don't think. I'm pretty sure well, they've yeah. grown substantially. But, Still relatively small. Yeah, compared to something like Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, they have, but with No Man's Sky, a lot was promised, and almost none of it was delivered on. Yeah. Um, with CD Projekt Red, I have a lot of faith that what they've promised so far will be delivered on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot more faith, obviously, than I would, like, just some random game. Um, yeah, exactly. But... Like, if Ubisoft was making this game, I would have no faith in it. <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft, they can make great games, but they tend not to lately, so... Honestly, they've really cleaned up their act in the last few years. In like, the last they, few years, yeah. They've they, gotten better. It's not like they crank out 10 out of 10s every time. They don't knock it out of the park every single time. But they crank out a lot of average games. Like, yeah. games that are fun to waste your time in. Yeah. You know, like, not a... Like, Far Cry 5. Like, I don't care at all about the story or anything. It's just a really fun game. Yeah. Some Versus something like The Witcher 3, where, like... It, yeah, you were in there. Like, yeah, I was into that lore. I was there. Exactly. Like, it's fun, too. I'm not saying Witcher 3's not fun because there's a story. No. no. It's fun, but it also engrosses you in this great story. And you're in this world, and you meet all these fancy characters. Same with Red Dead 2. That's why they're like, yeah, that's why those games are 10 out of 10. That's definitely, um, Red Dead 2 actually, like, topped my list of my favorite games ever. Like, The Witcher 3 was up there, and Red Dead 2 surpassed it just because of how real all the characters feel. Yeah. And I feel like CD Projekt Red could do that as well. Um, they, they can write, they can write characters, you know? Oh, yeah, no, they have a little bit of experience with that. Yeah. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I really just hope that <laughs> I was talking to Alex about this funny enough, the guy who sent in those uh that email. Yeah. And, um I'm really just hoping that they don't have launch issues. Because I think yeah. that would be a huge bummer. You waited seven years, eight years for this game, and it comes out and boom, doesn't launch on PC at all. No one can play it on PC or oh, I mean I don't think console console won't have launch issues usually besides buds because consoles are consoles. But on the well, PC side, you look at how the past few Rockstar games have launched. Well, I was just gonna say Red Dead Two didn't launch for like a week yeah, on PC. Absolutely fantastic games, GTA Five at least the story mode, and yeah. Red Dead Two again the story mode, both fantastic games. It, like GTA Five is probably like a solid eight out of ten. Red yep. Dead's like a perfect ten in my book. In my book as well, yeah. Um, not saying that it's incredibly innovative, like gameplay wise. It's the same. It plays like a Rockstar game, but the story, the is adventure, so good. The, that, ave the yeah. adventure you take, the character progression is phenomenal. Um, but those are both like really good games, and they both had issues on launch. Oh yeah, many issues. So. So, you know, I, I imagine you're probably going to get the same... Same sort of you thing. You might get the same issue, I think. Yeah, it has me, like, kind of kind of nervous because there I, there's one thing I hate about PC gaming, and it's that launch day yeah. pickup. Um, 
I know it's so bad. There's definitely, for a fact, the game is going to knock it out of the park. I know for a fact. I have full faith in CD Projekt Red. There's no way that they can be in development of a game for so long and have it be bad. Well, what's interesting is like Red Dead 2 was in development for like close to the same amount. And obviously, I think Rockstar is certainly a bit bigger than CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Um, yeah, Red Dead 2 was uh, 2011, I believe. I mean, sorry, Red Dead 1, 2011, and then Red Dead 2 was 2018. So it's seven years. Yeah. Um, this game was announced 2012, we saw, right? Mm-hmm. And if it releases in 2020, well, there you go. There's eight years. So they, they certainly have put all their time and effort into it, that's for sure. Yeah, and I mean, they've at least been actively building the game over the last, like, two years, three years. Yeah. You know what was intriguing, too? So, The Witcher 3 came out in 2015, Cyberpunk announced in 2077, and we, me and Chris, actually rewatched the trailer, the original trailer for Cyberpunk, and we we both noticed, like, this tonal shift with the the way the game expresses oh, itself. absolutely. And it's almost like they released The Witcher 3 and completely changed the game to fit with, like, The Witcher 3, which is incredible. I love that. Like, they took so many elements, it seems, from The Witcher 3. Yeah, more the open-world style where... I mean, The Witcher, I don't know about The Witcher 1, but The Witcher 2 is definitely, like, it wasn't closed off, like, it wasn't linear, but there was, like, three separate areas that you ended up going to. Yeah. It was split into, like, three parts, and you there wasn't really a cross between those areas. Yeah. So... Besides the loading screen. Well, not even. You're in, like, the first area, you do what you gotta do, and then you move on to the second area. Oh, and area. you can't go back at all? No. Oh, okay. Um, so, it's like sandboxy almost, but bigger. Sort of, yeah. You just have a set of missions in a specific map, and then you move to a different map. You have a yeah. set of missions there. and Yeah. Um, whereas The Witcher 3 is like, you have a set of missions in one area. And you can go everywhere you else. You can go back. You can go, you know, there's obviously parts of the map that are locked off. Like, you can't go back to Kaer Morhen until you're brought back there in the story. Yeah. Or you can't go to Skellige until you pay the guy and, and go. Yeah. So uh, I I definitely could see something like that, um, uh, that that shift with Cyberpunk. Because I, obviously in 2012 they didn't have a game to show. Yeah. Now they have a game to show. Um, so I, I think it, there's a definite tone shift. And I, I think it's... It tries to do the same thing or it does the same thing that um like rage 2 wanted to do but it does it good from what i see yeah from what i see everything looks good rage 2 not so much i actually i own rage 2 on ps4 yeah um yeah i bought it on pc and i I played about an hour and then i refunded it on steam yeah i spent about 20 minutes playing the game um simply because i would have played more but there's a very heavy like negative acceleration on the controller stick and it just makes the game pretty much unplayable like there's just the controller at this you're moving the camera around and it feels too fast and too slow at the same time (laughs) yeah so and it, it trips you up but honestly i like the vibe i like the world that they built and if it's almost somewhat similar in you know in cyberpunk obviously it's cyberpunk so it's supposed to be the future yeah but you know if it's the same sort of vibe which it seems like it is i i like that i can dig that 
Yeah, no, for sure. Um, another thing about Cyberpunk, this was a piece of news that I actually brought to uh to Chris's attention was the there seems to be this new cutscene camera system. So from the sounds of it, um, all cutscenes will be in first person, which I remember this was kind of leaked in the past because there was this huge, huge, huge issue on the internet because Cyberpunk uh, devs said there was full-on first-person set scenes. <laughs> um, so all the soccer moms got real upset on the internet. Um, so yeah, based off that, the camera being in first-person and cutscenes, it appears that you'll be able to look around in each scene. So say you, you're having you know a cutscene where your character is talking to some other character and you're looking for something they stole from you. You might be able to look behind them and see, oh, it's behind them on a cabinet. But that will open up a new opportunity where you kind of maybe force your way in. But on the same token, if you're just someone who just looks around a lot in cutscenes, the character you're talking to might find you suspicious and change their answers, change how they react. Now, I genuinely wonder how, you know, how this will be implemented into the entire game because from the sounds of it, it's a massive massive game with many npcs much dialogue oh, yeah. it's it, i think um because the witcher 3 was a huge game oh my god yeah and especially you could only travel by horse by roach well there was fast travel too yeah but i never used it you could travel by no the world was just too good yeah you could travel by your horse and that's it so the world feels that much bigger same with red dead 2 yeah. That map is obviously huge, but it feels a lot bigger because you can only travel by horse. Yeah, you're not going 700 miles an hour on a jet in GTA 5. Look how small the GTA map feels when you get in a exactly, jet. Exactly, exactly. You can you can cross the GTA map in like six minutes in a jet. But like every time you go on an excursion in Red Dead 2, it's like a three in-game day thing. Yeah. Like it's like... Every journey takes like 25 minutes because now you're going to the quest. Oh, there's an event happening. Uh, okay, better do that. Oh, I got to fight some guys. Oh, there's guys over here that want to kill me. Shoot them, whatever. And I want to go fishing. <laughs> you're all traveling by horse. And it's like, oh, wait, I'm up in the north area. I can get the white Arabian horse. So you're traveling all by horse and then you find you're in the cold and you find this horse. It's a it's a great thing. Ama amazing world. Yeah. I think Cyberpunk's going to do the same thing, only with more of a city aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. But I just wonder how they'll implement that, you know, that cutscene. I, I do like that, and I definitely think that's possible. It's definitely a possibility, because I feel like there's something similar to that in older games. Although it's more like a scripted thing, but it, it's definitely possible. I definitely could see that happening, because a lot of games have dynamic dialogue. A lot yeah. of bad games have dynamic dialogue. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. So... Uh, from what I expect from CD, CD Projekt Red, there's definitely going to be something there. Yeah, I just wonder if we're going to fall into that place where, like, you know, you're looking all around, and then the person says, like, hey, asshole, what, what, is your, what is your deal? Get out. And then all of a sudden, two hours later, you do the same thing, and it's the same dialogue with a different actor saying the same line. Or if it's genuinely going to be, like, character to character, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like more varied by that character's I imagine it'll attitude. Be, it'll definitely be varied um, between like more Main. major characters. Yeah, but I'd imagine like little peasants on the street are gonna be doing the same shit. I mean, it's you probably have thousands of NPCs in a game like that. Oh yeah. Um, you gotta reuse dialogue somewhere. Absolutely. Even and Red Dead Two does it. That's just a fact of life. Absolutely. Witcher Two, uh, Witcher Three does that. 
Yeah. Skyrim does that. Fallout does that. Every game. A lot of games do that, unless they're I'm like... Playing, I'm playing through Ghost of Tsushima right now. Does it. Yeah. Does same the same thing with peasants. It's... You can't not yeah. do that. Yeah, it's amazing. And I, like you said, all my faith is in them that this will genuinely be a feature and not some sort of like gimmick or some sort of just stupid mishap yeah, it'll be yeah. a feature um that's the cyberpunk 2077 the only game i am genuinely considering pre-ordering really i haven't pre-ordered it yet i was gonna get the special edition and then when it finally was able uh to be purchased they sold out like immediately so i wasn't able to get it and now they don't sell it anymore yeah um and for those of you who can't tell chris is not a pre-orderer I don't pre-order because I don't really play games. Yeah. I say that. I have like a $3,000 computer. Yeah. Well, you know, some people have really nice cars, but they don't go fast, so. I suppose. I suppose. I mean, I guess I have a somewhat nice car, but not a fast one. Yeah. Well, when I said nice, I meant like modified and racing car. But yeah, no, you have a nice car. My car's got sport mode. Put it in sport mode. (laughs) Speed boost. It goes, but it's only got like 130 horsepower, so. (laughs) So it ain't very sporty. No. But, uh, yeah, I'm extremely excited for Cyberpunk. Um, I Honestly, like, I'm 100% going to pre-order that. And you know the only game I haven't pre-ordered that I was excited for but I'm not going to pre-order? Marvel's Avengers. Marvel's Avengers? What, what is that? What's Firstly, what's the whole meme with Marvel's Avengers? What's the game about? Is it just Avengers or is it like Spider-Man type? type beat so it's just avengers dropping into missions um okay is what it seems like so oh it's not gonna be like a big open world no. thing oh that's kind of upsetting you um, really you really killed off my interest there <laughs> <laughs> no it uh you play as multiple avengers and i think there's there's like hopes to have a ton of them uh post launch but you play as avengers in like linear missions yeah um Kind of picture something like Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, but better, I guess, when it comes to story and, like, I guess, voice acting. Like, there's a, there's a big story behind it. Well, hang on. Remind me, if, I, if you know, there was a game on the Wii where you could play as, like, Marvel characters and you went through, like, different missions. Was it, like, a beat-em-up? Yeah. That's probably Ultimate Alliance ultimate alliance yeah i remember i had that and then there was like a battle arena that you could play into yeah it's probably yeah i would think it's ultimate alliance i'm not 100 percent sure but i know it's like a, a kind of like a beat-em-up arcadey fighting game yeah same idea this is arcadey but it's not it goes for like a more real take on uh the avengers like okay. there's, a, there's an actual story here about like the avengers disassembling and then coming back together and supposedly uh i believe it's supposed to be a its own story it's not like from a comic book it's not from a movie oh it's a it's standalone own thing. sort of thing um i'm very intrigued in it but um the feedback has been mixed on it like there's a demo out for the game now you is can play there? a beta um and the feedback is mixed and a lot of people are pissed off at them for the deal they made with sony mm. imagine disney makes this game for kids right but in order to play as mickey mouse it's locked behind a paywall or a platform wall. Mm, okay. They did that with this game in the sense that they took Spider-Man, who arguably is the favorite superhero of like the most favorite superhero, most well known, and he's a PS4 exclusive character. Of course. 
I get why. I understand why it would be a PS4 and not Xbox, but it's also bullshit. Absolutely. Why just just don't include them in the game then? Yep. Um, and I haven't looked into it much, but it seems like there's other characters that might be exclusive to other platforms. And my biggest, the, the, this is my main gripings with uh, with this ordeal, is from the looks of it, they went out of their way to make every character play different. Like, the Hulk is this big buff, beat the shit out of everybody, while oh, exactly, Thor, yeah. Thor flies around, throws his hammer, slams down, Iron Man flies around, shoots lasers. Makes sense. So, and Captain America's more so of like missing, hand-to-hand. Yeah, you're missing a whole dynamic of the game, you're missing yeah. a whole dimension. So, and especially a character like Spider-Man, who, especially like you just said, Dimension... Shoots around, runs on walls, swings, jumps, jumps really high, yeah, does backflips. Like th- that's completely different than like the Hulk or Thor. Yes, yeah, Spider Man is going to tr- control inherently different than like, yeah, you know the Hulk. Yeah, as long as it's not some stupid beat 'em up game, you know. Yeah. If they put time into it, he should and will control completely differently. Uh, yeah, yeah there was nothing. I think some of the best movement in any video game was um, was just swinging around on your webs in in the in the Spider-Man PS4 game. Yeah, that's a fantastic uh, locomotion system. I, oh, I quite absolutely. like that. Uh, so I I think being locked behind a platform wall definitely upsetting. Definitely very upsetting. Certainly. I hope Sony can kind of um, you know get the stick out of their ass and let it license it to other platforms. Yeah, I um, and part of what upsets me, and I already know that uh, this is still a bad decision on my part because technically, like what a lot of people are doing, a lot of people are just straight up boycotting the game. They're just not getting it because of this. However, I'm the type of person where I'm not gonna do that. But what I am doing, unfortunately, because I'm an idiot, is I'm not getting it on PC anymore. And I'm getting it on PS4. Of course, yeah. Because as I mentioned before about Spider-Man being a fan favorite they got to many, you by the balls you know literally because Spider-Man is literally my favorite superhero ever out of DC Marvel I had a shitload of Spider-Man stuff back in the day when I was a kid so unfortunately to me if I'm gonna get the game I will have to make that sacrifice with the PC to the PS4 and suck it up and at least I get the character that yeah. I want I think I was Spider-Man like four or five years in a row for Halloween dude I was Spider-Man for like 12 years. I From, like, the age of 6 to, like, the age of 18, Chris. <laughs> I, I was Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> no, but I was genuinely Spider-Man for, like, yeah, 4 to 6 years. Yeah, I was Spider-Man definitely, like, more than 3 times. Yeah. I was, I was Spider-Man for a long time. So, this is kind of... It's not necessarily heartbreaking to me because, you know, I'm in the position where I have a PS4. But to someone... You know, maybe someone plays on Xbox. Maybe it's some young kid that plays on Xbox that was really looking forward to this game. Now they can't get that Spider-Man character. Or maybe just your PC Master Race average douchebag that just wants to play the game is now pissed off about a game. Or, I mean, not that I am one of those PC Master Race douchebags. I do own consoles. I have a Switch. I have a PS4. Um, I just prefer to play games on PC because all my games are there and I don't have the PS4 hooked up and now I have to hook up the PS4 yeah. and it's a whole thing I gotta switch consoles and then put in a disc and wait for the disc to spin and then I gotta deal with the deafening fans on the PS4 yeah well to me like it's not about and I have to deal with the frame rate the god awful frame rate I was just gonna say it's not about um, it's not about the uh, you know the setting up the PS4 or anything for me the problem for me is well like, yours is set up so. yeah I own a 
high-end PC that I built specifically for gaming. So yes, I want to be able to run this game at 144 or at least 60 FPS or like 100 FPS, but now I can't. At least 60, man. There was like, I remember how jarring it was when I first switched to PC. I played on PC for about six or eight months without touching a console. And then I played, I was over someone's house. I don't remember who. I was over their house and I was playing on their Xbox 360. I was like, this looks like shit. I feel like I'm, I, this is like, this has to be lagging or something. And they're yeah. like, no, it's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Because I was seeing 30 FPS again. Like it was yeah. genuinely messing with me. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I was, one of my biggest things about like this game was I was really looking forward to, you know, bumping up the graphics settings and getting this nice smooth experience yeah. and i mean i guess the only good thing i can think of is now if i'm getting it on ps4 more than likely it'll be running better on day one because it's yeah. optimized for ps4 there's a like between 30 fps and 60 fps there's a much much more noticeable gain than 60 fps to 144 oh yeah absolutely i you have no idea how long I played um, Gears 5 when I built my PC locked at 60 because it just auto-locked at 60, thinking yeah. it was 144 before I finally benchmarked it and ran um, like a FPS counter and was like, wait, 60? And then I unlocked it and I didn't notice a difference. Yeah, there's certain games where you do definitely notice a difference. I noticed like... Racing mi- games. Uh, racing games. I noticed Minecraft is a good one. Oh, yeah. You notice it a lot in Minecraft because you get like, it's almost too smooth. Mm-hmm. It's like well, because everything about Minecraft is like the opposite of smooth. You get the reverse. You get the reverse lag effect, mm-hmm. where you're like, "This is too smooth. I gotta dial this back a little bit." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just sucks that for anything to be locked behind a platform. That's why. That's why I bitch sometimes about VR um, and Oculus securing a bunch of good exclusives because it's like this is not a time for you to be locking down a platform that barely even has a platform. Same with Epic. I don't like the idea of Epic exclusives. Well, yeah, like I mentioned last episode, Hitman 3 being exclusive to the Epic Game Store. Am I going to buy it there? Yes, unfortunately. But I would much prefer to buy it on Steam. And, uh, again, I would... It's not even the fact that I will... I would end up buying it on Steam anyway because Steam, the launcher and everything, and Proton, it just works a lot better on Linux. Um, But... But... I will not shy away from buying things on the Epic Launcher. However, I want the option of both. Yeah, absolutely. The, that's that's my bottom line with most things, really. Not that I particularly care. It's like my headphone jack thing. My thing about the headphone jacks on phones. I don't care. I don't particularly use my headphone jack a lot, but it's the principle. I want the option. Yeah, you want that to be... I mean, you're paying your premium, aren't you? You know Exactly. Like, I pay, I paid good money for my PC. Let me get my games where I want to get them. Let me get them where I want to get them, and let me play as Spider-Man on my PC. Like, I don't I don't see the problem. Yeah, I want to be Spider-Man, damn it. <laughs> okay, so this episode's been, you know, a bit about uh, games that we both anticipate. Chris really anticipates Cyberpunk, and we both, you know, anticipate Deathloop. We anticipate all the games we talked about, but one that I actually anticipate that I don't think Chris is really particularly into is assassin's creed valhalla um funny enough i bought assassin's creed odyssey on launch day i refunded it i was like this is shit this game sucks then i picked okay. it up on like a uplay sale great um, review i <laughs> picked it up on 
<laughs> I picked it up on a Uplay sale for like $20, like months and months ago. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll try it out again. And I freaking loved it. It was right really? when, I, I don't know if it had something to do with timing, because I know a lot of stuff lands depending on timing. And this happened right when our area went into quarantine. Oh. So I just spent two weeks playing through Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I freaking loved it. I have 180 hours on that game, Christ, and I'm still which going to the Which one's Odyssey? DLC. That's the, Egypt, right? No, that's Origins. Origins Odyssey is, is Egypt. Greece. Odyssey is Greece. Yes. Christ, there's too many of those fucking games. <laughs> Uh, I do like the Valhalla aspect, so Valhalla, if I'm correct, that's a Viking game, right? Yep. I want more Viking games. I think Vikings are Vikings and Cowboys are two very untapped tropes. Oh, yeah. Red Dead is, like, the only Cowboy game, and then, like, the old um, Call of Juarez, but that's I was going to totally say Call of Juarez. That's totally different than Red Dead, but for its genre, Red Dead is, like, the only Cowboy game. It's the only good Cowboy game. Yeah. Call of Juarez is trash. Yeah. Yeah, I I like Call of Juarez for just shooting, but there's nothing there. But what other what other are there any other Viking games like actual Viking games besides platformers? I can't think of any. Yeah, I mean like an RPG where you're yeah. like a Viking. No, none. That needs to be. That's such a good untapped market. Viking games. If you're a developer, if you're a developer, I want more Viking games. I want to be like roll up on a big boat. With, like, the oars, like, the 20 sets of oars where they're rolling up on the boat. And then there's, like, a monastery on the shoreline. And we roll up and we, like, cut a monk's head off or something. <laughs> yeah, something be, like that. I want it to be brutal. Yeah. Valhalla seems, um, it seems like a really good game so far from a gameplay uh, perspective. You play as a male or female named Ivor. Um, basically, you know, you're an assassin, but... It, it, there's wow. some there's some cool stuff with it with uh some of the lore so like for example you you know the hidden blade from assassin's creed yeah um, in this game it's on the outside so instead of being tucked away a on the not inside, so hidden blade <laughs> exactly it's just a <laughs> wrist blade but the developers went on record record and said why and they said what viking do you know that would hide a weapon the viking would wear the weapon with pride that's a good point that's a very good point the viking wouldn't say oh i have a little dagger no they'd be flaunting that thing around like it's a big sword and they're ready to start cutting shit up yeah they're not they're not like stealthy warriors they have honor it's like the whole samurai meme with uh ghost Ghost of shima yeah it's like you can do uh you can sneak around people or you can fight honorably yeah that's the same idea they're very honorable and they like to they they take pride in their combat yeah so I'm, my biggest thing is, I mean, the story... Just based on the fact that it's Vikings, I might buy it, honestly. Well, that's what I was going to say, was the Viking aspect has me excited for gameplay. It looks like it plays a lot like Odyssey and Origins, but with a bigger fo- uh, focus on, like, meaty hitting, essentially. Because yeah. Odyssey and Origins are very floaty. It's not like The Witcher 3. Heavy animation-based, really, you know... And the combat on that game isn't really the greatest. On The Witcher 3, it's yeah, it's, it's not, not great. It's, it's The animations are solid, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why, like, The Witcher 3 Netflix show, like, that's why it's so, so awesome is because it's cool. the same damn animation. Watching, watching Geralt flip around and, and yeah. cut people up. and. But uh, before we get too far off topic, phenomenal. Um, yeah, Valhalla, I think, has the potential to just be this badass rpg absolutely you you turn into this big badass viking and you just wreck shit and i i mean origins and odyssey i've heard a lot of good things about them oh yeah no they're they're good games from a story perspective they're pretty pretty good 
especially the Origins I hear. I didn't really finish Origins, but I finished Odyssey, and Odyssey had some weird shit go down, but I don't even want to talk about it. The ending is worse than Far Cry 5. Really? Uh, yeah. But uh, Okay. But that's also the thing about Odyssey, too, is the DLC kind of is like the, the next chapter. The de facto ending, yeah. almost. Almost, yeah. It's kind of just like the next chapter where you get a little bit more fulfillment out of it than the base ending. Or it's like The Witcher 3 is like it already has a really good ending. Mm-hmm. But then Blood, Blood and Wine has a really good ending. Yeah. Like that's the de facto end of it's the like, story. Yeah, that's the end of Geralt's story. Yeah. If um, uh, if you haven't played Witcher 3, if the, I haven't convinced you, play it. Absolutely. Fantastic game. Do it. Especially if, you gotta, if you're going to buy it, 100% you're going to buy the expansions. Hearts oh, of Stone. 100%. Very good. Um blood and wine uh i would say as good as the base game oh yeah absolutely just as good you you you're in a different map just as good yeah um but yeah from a gameplay perspective valhalla has it i think it has the potential to be first of its own brutal viking game Um, i like a viking game i want to i want viking games yeah and from a story perspective i mean odyssey had a decent story origins has a really good story i think they could uh could nail it for its own story, I think they've kind of lost it for the whole Assassin's Creed thing. Like, I feel like this game should have genuinely been called Valhalla. Yeah, don't they have, honestly, because the last, what's the last Assassin's Creed game I played? Assassin's Creed 2, maybe? Yeah, yeah with Ezio. Did you play Revelations, where it was, I, like, his conclusion? I didn't play Revelations. I played, like, maybe two or three hours of Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. Um... Do they still have that meme where you're like in the thing and you like go in the, like the machine the and animus. then you're yeah and then you're an assassin or is it just you're an assassin? Let me put it to you this way. They have that meme but they don't give two goddamn shits about it. I mean they didn't give two shits about it in Assassin's Creed 2. I don't know why they would give a shit about it in well, Assassin's no, Creed 80, Assassin's, 85. Well, Assassin's Creed from the start until Assassin's Creed 3 all had a story behind the scenes for out of the animus. But Spoiler alert for Assassin's Creed, I believe, 3. They killed the main character. Oh. And now it's just some random bitch. Like, it's literally this random girl named Layla that just is doing archaeological research. I don't even know what the fuck I just said. Um, And it's just her getting an animus to experience what those people went through so she can find hidden objects. That's it. Oh, That's okay. basically it now. So no, there's... Is there... it tied to cutscenes, or do you have to, like, play as her? And I was just thing? gonna say... You know how in the old games you'd have to like you have to play as the guy. What's his name? Dante or something? Desmond. Desmond. Um, Dante's Devil May Cry. (laughs) But in like Odyssey, don't have to at all. Thank God. I think there maybe was one scene in Odyssey where like gets you out and it's like five minutes. That was the weakest part of the game. Yeah. I was like, I remember the beginning of Assassin's Creed Two. I'm like, I just want to play. Oh yeah. I want to play. I don't want to walk around as this dumbass. But um, I want to play the game. With uh, Origins is a little bit more of getting out, but literally like in. The older games, you'd get out, and then you'd have to do some stuff. In this game, you can basically get out and get right back in. It just oh, lets right. you. It's fine. It'll be like, like it'll be the main character, or one of the main characters on the outside saying, oh, you should take a break, so then it'll make you get out, and then you just click on it again, you go right back in. Like, weird. It's it's weird. I think it's so you can kind of experience, like, what they put outside, but it, it was bad. Like, the main game is what you want to play. So Valhalla, from a story perspective, I think you can tell a really good Viking story. Fuck, yep. fuck all the current time stuff. That exactly. stuff sucks. But I think uh, well, a Viking know. story would be awesome. Also, before you say anything, I forgot to mention this, you you run a town. 
Oh, really? Yes. I quite like that. You like uh, that you manage a town with supplies and people, and I think even like the layout. I lo- I like that a lot. I, I definitely will be um, keeping tabs on the game. Um, yeah. I probably won't buy it day one, but I'll probably buy it down the line. Yeah, it seems like a good game. And one of the things we saw was there's not many traditional side quests, interestingly enough. They're kind of going for like a Red Dead 2 approach. Like world events yeah. is what we read, right? Yeah, it was like world event. It was encounter-based. So like you'd come across someone bleeding and you have to help them and that's your side quest. But it's not like, oh, this NPC wants to talk to you. You go and they give you a quest. I think it's definitely interesting um, if they do it right where that yeah. leads to like an actual quest rather than like a, an encounter. Yeah, that's what we had talked about. Because like, Red Dead 2 has side quests. You have the and- side missions. And you have the random encounters. The Even random GTA encounters. 5. Yeah, same yeah. idea. The random encounters and both of those games was like, the it's like a thirty second thing. Yeah. Or a minute and a half thing where you like find someone, they give you a whole spiel, and you drive them home in yeah. GTA. Or like help oh, a woman on horseback. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You see a woman getting kidnapped, and you gotta get her back to her house. Yeah, and even then with GTA, uh, I think it was GTA Five that did this, that. Actually, I think both did it, where the some encounters, only a couple, would turn into side quest lines, where you'd meet a character, and yes. then there'd be a side quest Yes, story I do line. remember um, when you meet the... Uh, Is it Albert Mason you're thinking of? Well, Albert Mason, one, that's a random encounter, and two, um, I forget what their names are in the... Uh, I forget what their names are in the game, but it's the parodies of uh, Tesla and Edison. Yep. Where you have to make the electric chair, and, and that's then a he, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're random encounters that turn into like a little side quest thing. So I think Marco Dragic, I think his name is, Drag- is Tesla. Yeah, I think so. I think Valhalla um could kind of screw up in a way where it's like, hey, you uh, it's filler activity. It's like, oh, you're you're riding down on horseback, and then oh, this woman yeah. needs help. Kill some bandits. You're good. But it also has the potential to learn from games before it, where it's like. Oh, you uh, you kill some bandits helping a woman. The woman says that the bandits are raiding her town, and now there's this quest. We have to save this town. You save the town, and now there's characters there that will talk to you that might give you side quests or at least interesting dialogue to learn about the world. Or maybe allies. Something or allies, like that. yeah, something because for your if town. You're, if you're managing your own town, I imagine if you're a Viking, you also manage your own ship. Yeah, more than likely because you do an Odyssey. So you, you can say like, you, you, and you, you are good warriors. You want I, I want you on my ship, so yeah. you get better warriors as it goes on. Something like that. Something along those lines. But again, I mean, time will tell. I just hope it doesn't suffer from the filler activity. Yeah. About um, I mean, about ships like the uh, I was gonna mention earlier, but you cut me off. Was the uh, this wouldn't be the first time uh, Assassin's Creed is kind of like almost reinventing a genre. Like Assassin's Creed Four was like a phenomenal pirate game. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Phenomenal. Uh, it was a phenomenal pirate game. I heard that was... a lot. Like people were like, "Man, this is a really good pirate game." It's and not it's a good assassin first... game, but it's a very good pirate game. Yeah, it seems like Assassin's Creed kind of does that a lot, where like they kind of just they they set a theme. You haven't been yeah. an assassin since Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah, yeah. You've just been like, well, like do you do you know what you are in Assassin's Creed Four? You're just some schmuck. You're a pirate who killed an assassin and took his clothes to blend in to complete a I bank do a heist. That. Okay, so I did play Assassin's Creed 4. I played, like, the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I do remember that. So you're not like, and then you do assassin stuff, but you're not like an assassin. Like Assassin's yeah, Creed Three was the last one where you actually trained to be an assassin. Well, at least the last one I remember. I forget about Unity, to be honest. I loved that game, but it really? had a lot of issues, and I completely forget about it. A lot but of people complain about Unity. I just don't know about the story. A lot of them complain really about buggy. it about a technical perspective. Yeah, I don't know about the story. Was that what was what was that one set in? Um, France, I think. Uh, France. Where the fuck is Notre Dame? <laughs> Oh yeah, because I got it free after the you know the whole thing burned down. Yeah, where's Notre Dame? Is that France? I think so. Yeah, it, it was there. Um, we probably sound like uneducated mongrels right now. And you wouldn't be wrong. Um, but yeah, you play as like Arnold Dorian is his name, and I think he's like um I I literally don't remember. I played this when the PS3 like for a fork first came out. Um, but you play as like Arnold Dorian. Um, and I forget if he's an actual assassin. Or if he's just kind of a guy who gets betrayed and becomes an assassin. It is France. See? We're not uneducated. Fuck you. It is France. Yeah. I looked it up specifically so I could correct us if we were wrong. Yeah. So Unity uh, Unity was good in my eyes. I thought it had some good gameplay. I loved Syndicate. Syndicate was really good. What was Syndicate about? London. Um, steampunk. You have guns. You drive uh, horse and buggy. Not bad. Um grappling hook that was fucking amazing you play as uh jacob and evie fry they're two twins you can switch between the two of them hmm. um it was actually kind of the first one that implemented like a female and male character yeah. dynamic except for the new ones it's the same character but male or female these are two different well-written characters and it was awesome because they had this dynamic going on where evie was like the stealth master and jacob was like yeah let's walk in there and slice some motherfuckers up you know yeah it's um but in previous or like in the more in later installments in the franchise, what I was trying to say is where you can play as the same character, but as male or female. Cyberpunk's doing the same thing. Yeah, where you, you play, play as, v. as V, but you're male or female. Yeah, exactly. So regardless, those are some games that we're pretty damn excited for. And some graphics cards that we're excited for, even though we can't afford them. That is true. I, um... I'm gonna sell my kidney. I already sold both of mine. <laughs> I get dialysis every week. <laughs> So anyway, I think we're gonna round off this episode. I think that's I think that's all we got. Um, just some games, video games, graphics cards. Yeah, talked about some games we're excited for, and then like I said, some graphics cards that we're excited for. It looks like I have to sell both my kidneys so I can fund both of us, but you yeah, know, sacrifice I'm willing to make. So anyway, uh, again, you can um, contact us at synapsemisfire at pm.me, and your email, comment, question, concern, or death threat will be read on the show. And as we stated last time, keep in mind that if you send in a email or death threat, it might not be read until a future episode, a couple episodes down the line, due that to the way true. we record these episodes. Um, also, uh, in the description will be the link to our RSS feed, so if you want to import that into your favorite podcasting app, it uh, doesn't matter what you use, you don't have to use YouTube, uh, you can use your favorite podcasting app and it will be there. Um, eventually... I say eventually, by the time this episode is up and the last episode is up, all four episodes will be there. All right, bye, guys. All right, that's it. Bye. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs>